We found the mouse. All right, all right. Crawling out of the South Florida swamps. Into the BTC Grove. This is Chimp. And this is Captain Brunch coming to you as usual live. But today at BTC Grove, the Bitcoin Grove in Miami. That's right. So this is a soft launch because... The, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Before anything, we have to check in because the rest of the world doesn't know that we weren't subject to the flooding. So guys, <laughs> we're okay. Yeah, I, I can confirm <laughs> that I did not drown. There was no fish flopping. Um, uh, I can also confirm, though, that I work... Um, I work like just south of the Fort Lauderdale airport. And so I had to go through a lot of that flooding on Wednesday. Like hey, you work up there. Oh shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, when I left work on Wednesday, man, like it was nuts. And I mean, I had to take off my shoes and roll up my pants to get to my car. So that should have been the first sign. But then, you know, like I get about maybe half a mile away from my job and then I just start to see what the situation is really like. And it was nuts. I saw dozens and dozens of cars just stopped in the middle of the streets, all kinds of cars. And somehow I made it, I made it home. I, I, I tried really hard to get to the highway, but every time I would get like close, I would reach some, some point where it seemed like I was definitely going to lose my car if I kept going. So I would just turn around and I ended up taking US1 all the way from, you know, from Dania Beach to Aventura. And as I got closer and closer, to Miami Gardens Drive, which is the street that I live close to, like the flooding got less and less. <laughs> so, you know, Broward County got super screwed and like Miami seemed to do for the most part pretty, pretty okay. Yeah. I mean, we had a ton of rain. The dogs hated it because they couldn't really go out. But other than that, hmm. So yeah, a lot of people got screwed and there's apparently some places that are still wet, but where we are and the places, you know, like my job is dry now. There's like, we, we went back to work as usual the next, the next day. No problems. Oh, beans. So yes. Yeah, so now that that's been cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? Where are we? What is this? All right. So we are in a, a storefront, although we're at the back of the store. Um, over here at Miami Ironside, this is a potential location for the Miami Bitcoin Grove, like dedicated workspace, uh, production space, maybe like a podcast space. These things are still being worked out, but eventually it will all come together. Um, and so, you know, we've, we've got, there's a few Bitcoiners here. They're mostly sitting outside, but they're starting to come in. So, you know, you might hear some noises in the background. We might get a few people get, get with some guest spots on the show today uh, to tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that's going on. But yeah, so, you know, that's something that I've been very passionate about and hoping and aspiring for since I started Bitcoin Brunch was there to be a dedicated Bitcoin space. So we're like right there, we're like right there. But, you know, like things... We kind of hit, hit, hit a little bit of a setback today. So we'll see where, where things go. I mean, honestly, like the energy is really good tonight. Uh, I feel like everything's like as, as negative as things may have seemed at any points in the last couple of days, things, these things seem as positive as ever, despite the, the reality of the circumstances. Isn't that how it usually is? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Plans like, fall through uh, and it all comes back. And then you just have to, you know, you have to determine like, what is it that you really want? And then, you know, like, can you still achieve what you want based on what's, what's left? <laughs> and I, I think so. I definitely do. And so, you know, we're going to get Roz on the show a little bit later to talk a little bit more about Bitcoin Grove. Um, well, you know, we can get him on real soon because uh, there's a lot to talk about today, actually. I do have to say, this is the closest we've ever sat while doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so usually a large table between us. Yeah, it's, it's an like odd right feeling. I, oh, man, this is really intimate. But, you know, podcasting is intimate sometimes. You get, you get real close to people and you have to deal with, uh, with whatever comes. Jay just hopped in the chat saying, y'all alive? Yes. We are alive. Is, is the stream not working? Is the stream not working? That's working. Okay, so... People should be hearing us. So yeah, so this is like a two-story space. It's so, like, again, like that's a big difference because originally the space that we were looking at had like kind of very distinct rooms and, you know, the clear spaces that could be used as offices. And now it's more like just big open space, at least in the space we're in now. So, uh, you know, that's a big difference. 
Hold on, he's not seeing this the the lit thing. Oh no! Treehouse of Horrors. Are you on Podverse? Oh, did you not send out the bat signal? So I thought you donated this thing over here. I'm like, what is this doing here? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I brought it to like you know to bring a little bit of Bitcoin art to the space. So like to to the side of us is my sublimated on aluminum Bitcoin white paper, which uh, I think is most famous from pictures people took of it on a Thomas Edison statue where I had that big Bitcoin B around Thomas Edison's neck. <laughs> Did you see any of those pictures? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, so, you know, th this poster, I think, will become, will become more famous than me very quickly. Not that I'm famous. <laughs> but apparently... You'll be adjacent I, to What it. I found out today... <laughs> Uh, and it and it seems to be true is that we are the second the second largest uh, Bitcoin related <laughs> podcast in Miami, um, Bitcoin specific like you know not crypto, and and that was just a weird thing to think about because like we're we're just this, these two guys who get together on Saturdays and talk on the microphone. It's fixed. You fixed it. What, what was wrong? Uh, I forgot to hit live. It's still pending. <laughs> okay, so what does that mean? If you're listening to this in the future, so our podcast broadcasts live. So if you had Podverse, if you had CurioCaster, if you have Podcast Addict. And now Podcast Guru. And Podcast Guru, yeah. So okay. if you have any of those apps, it would actually send you a notification saying, this app, I mean, this, this podcast is going live and you could listen. And so some people might be listening to us live like Jay, who we were fixing the feed for. And, uh, and that's a part of the podcasting 2.0, like standards thing is the ability, you know, more and more apps are going to be implementing this live function. Uh, the rumor is that uh, Fountain is going to be doing it soon. And like Fountain is the most popular, I think of these like Bitcoin oriented podcast apps. So I'm really looking forward to that because almost everyone I know who's like into the new podcasting has Fountain, but they don't have any of these other apps that we're on. So I'm like, ah, like my friend Lois, who's supposed to be here. And I guess she must've gotten lost on the way over or who knows. Oh, Lois. I'll chastise her <laughs> later. Lois, when you hear this, I still owe you for dinner actually. So I'll forgive you. <laughs> Panda's also in there. Hey, Panda. Hey, Panna, how you doing, man? How you doing, man? So um, I think I, I'm, I'm ready to bring on our, our guest because uh, might as well just get this topic out of the way since it's like fresh and so clean. So we got a microphone right over here but hold on, for, hold on. for Roz it's to, set up to, yeah, we're, we're going to configure the microphone, but like you could just, you know, grab it at your convenience. And so we're trying, you know, this is like a new thing that we're going to try tonight because we've never just had like someone in the room with us just go and grab a mic. Have we? I don't think so. But we've done no. the telecommuting thing. So I'll, I'll let you know when your microphone is live. Um, is there an on and off switch? Yeah, and it's already like on the on position, so. Still on stereo, we gotta switch it back from stereo. Oh, do you wanna like plug it into a different input? We're doing it live! And that's why it's all crumbling apart in front of our very eyes. This is your device, dude. How do you... Um, my, my device has been at your house for the last, like, month. I don't month. fucking use it. <laughs> how do you get to the place this is why, with, um, this with is all why the we're not allowed in India. How do you what? How do you get to the place with all the inputs? Oh, man. Uh, we probably can't do it because we're recording right yeah, now. Yeah, we're in the middle of a record. So can you stick them on another... Uh, we There's can't, can one. we? All right, let's pause the recording. Pause the recording. Okay, we're pausing the recording. We're still live. Live from the future Simply Bitcoin Studios is the, the, the current head, lead, president, CEO, and overlord of the soon-to-hopefully-exist Bitcoin Grove Raz. Welcome to the show. Wow. Amazing introduction. I think that <laughs> you get your own intro music too. <laughs> you, you can't hear it because you don't have headphones. Oh, on, oh yeah, there's, there's some intro music in there for sure. Well, I feel I feel the very grandiose, <clears throat> grandiose uh, entry type thing you set there for me. So thank you very much. And it's okay, um, we're not a French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. French and fancy. French and fancy, we are. French so, and fancy, we are. You know, how, how are you feeling, Roz? I'm happy about doing this here. This is an amazing beginning. I think uh, it's been long chattered about. We have a lot of interest in having something that really we can hang Bitcoin flag in Miami, uh, what is largely viewed as a shitcoin city. I think the, the tides are turning. The tides are turning and having a, a physical 
location, a hackerspace for Bitcoin projects, for, for Bitcoin builders to call home in the city of Miami is huge. And super excited and glad to be on with you guys to talk about it. Well, you know, like... I really had no idea how many people would or would not show up tonight. So, I mean, I'm always happy when I feel like that, that anyone shows up. So I want to thank those people who, who came tonight, even the ones who can't hear us right now. Um, but I think this is one of the reasons why I, I find the, a Bitcoin space so important, because it's really hard to get all the Bitcoiners at, in the same place at the same time. And so if we had a dedicated space, then you wouldn't have to get them all there at the same time, but you could get them all to go to the same place. And then, you know, like just something kind of magical can come from that. Like maybe they just leave some, some energy behind and then the other person picks it up or I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm simple. My favorite part is that there's two floors. <laughs> <laughs> layer two. I've always loved, you know. We have a layer two here at the Bitcoin Grove. Oh man, so now I have to unchastise Lois because she just walked in. <laughs> we, we, so when you're, when you're listening to this in the future, just know how much I love you. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> the Bitcoin Grove is live. We have, I don't know, maybe a dozen turnout for our soft open here. Sure, sure. Sounds I think, good. That's, I think that's close. About right. I think that's close. To, so the capacity on launch, we're going we're gonna to be doing two types of memberships. About 21 members. That, so this space, do you think 21 people could be here at once or would it be too crowded? You could definitely have 21 people here at the same time. I mean, if you stuck a bunch of like, you know, tables and chairs. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really imagine that you would have 21 people here at the same time unless it was for an event. I just, I, I just imagine that like even... Even if you had a bunch of Bitcoiners who were using this as their sort of like daytime work space, I, I, still, I still can't imagine you getting 21 people here at this, especially not in the beginning. Well, M Monday is coming soon, and we have an event that's been averaging over 20 people that's supposed to be here. Do you think we need to get a bigger space? No. I mean, so if you're talking about an event, I definitely think the space is more than big enough to, to handle that many people. It's going to become a question of how does the space evolve over time? So like what kind of furniture do you put in? Because, you know, then big tables that takes up a waste space that people could use to sit in. So, you know, there's a balance, right? Because you want those tables for people to be able to work at and on them. But, you know, so I don't know, maybe tables on wheels that we could like or something like that that you could, I don't Tables know. on wheels. You got to be, you got to be creative if you're going to, if you're going to make the space multi-use. There's a lot of potential. The, the blank canvas to me is inspirational. And I think uh, laying out an uh, empty canvas for a community that's as diverse and rich as Miami's Bitcoin community is, it's like the future is exciting. Like what the type of people that, sh that show up here at Bitcoin Grove, the projects, the ideas um, I think are, are going to drive a lot of the, the future for Miami because we know uh, how, how big of an impact Bitcoin is going to play in our future. And we know people around the world know Miami. I mean, it's, it's probably New York and then Miami is the second city. No matter where you go, you could be in Syria, North Korea, Siberia, people know Miami. It's a worldwide, worldwide place. So Bitcoin here, we're in the gateway to the Americas. People already get it. A lot of the folks coming to Miami from situations where they were hit with inflation or they had to deal with bad money, coming to the, the U.S. where relatively good money in the dollar was, but uh, all that's changing. So Bitcoin in a place where people already get Bitcoin, it's, it's happening. It's, it's here. Bitcoin Grove is live. Couldn't be more excited about it. I hate to interrupt, but we do have a boostagram from Professor Ack. He oh, appears crap. again. <laughs> he appears out of You ruined my flow? What a bastard. He's boosting 5,000 sats, and he says, Pokesats? Of course oh, he does. Uh, so our, our famous uh, Pokesats sponsor, uh, who, who, whose sats we're always happy to take and put into our lightning wallets. Um, well, I do. I want to say thank you to Poke, uh, Pokesats. Professor Ack did yeah, put, provide a huge... Contribution out. to bring Bitcoin Grove to life. I think uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Pokesat. So I just realized it's Professor Fack. <laughs> no, that's Ack. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Fack. <laughs> I only see ACK. I don't know. <laughs> Pro Fack. <laughs> Pro Fack. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I think they're just looking for acknowledgement, you know? 
Yeah, and you know what? I think we should. Like, uh, I, I don't think we would be here tonight if it wasn't for, for Professor Ack and True. the OKSATS project. And we've been, we, you know, we've mentioned that. Um, and you know, we're happy for people who are willing to take chances on our community because that's what it is. It's you have to take a chance. Um, Absolutely. Community building. Like when I go to Bitcoin brunch, I don't get paid for that. I've, I haven't gotten like any benefit. In, in, I, I buy food, right? So you know, like in some sense, like I'm paying to be there, uh, and I've paid to be there a hundred times tomorrow. Although I missed a few of them, so you know, whatever. But you know, so it's not about it's not about the personal benefit in the immediate sense. It's it's about the long term personal benefit I get from establishing relationships with people in my community, for like building relationships, for helping influence people, for helping connect people. I mean, I've seen so many interesting things happen and come out of Bitcoin brunch. Uh, like projects that kind of like germinated or that I got to see the progress of. And those have all given me all kinds of like value in my life, just like entertainment and intellectual uh, stimulation. Um, and you can't really buy those things with money. And if you did, uh, I don't know that it would even be, you know, as wonderful as the experiences I've had for free, so to speak. <laughs> I love all the people who have come from different countries and then come back later. <laughs> Oh yeah, like that guy. I think he was um, from California, and then he came like a, a year later, or several months later. Yeah, that's that's one of the interesting things. Like since we've done it now, since it's been over two years, I've been able to see. Like I've been through two Bitcoin um, conference cycles. So people who like only come during the conferences, they they'll, they'll come to Bitcoin brunch, and so I get to see them that time of the year. We have people from all over the world. It's cool. Like I get to meet people who've like been to El Salvador recently. So I kind of get to keep tabs on like the anecdotal evidence of what people's experiences are in El Salvador. Um, and I wanted to mention, you know, Roz, when you mentioned earlier, like not we have a really great opportunity in Miami um, for people who aren't Bitcoiners yet, but because they've had certain experiences in Latin America, like in the countries they come from, they are primed to be Bitcoiners. You know, like, like we have to kind of fill in that gap in, in their thought process of like, okay, they came to the United States, the United States has more opportunity, but you can see like the writing on the wall. You can see what's going on, like with inflation, with the economy, with the wars and all the insanity. So um, like people who aren't Bitcoiners yet, they may not like have the ammunition yet. They may not have the content to be able to understand like the situation and, and why it's going the way it is. Because like you said, or maybe it was you, Chimp, that, you know, like they come here and the dollar so strong or maybe I don't know, but like the dollar so strong compared to where they came from. But, but, they, it, but once you live here long enough, you get a sense that, okay, the dollar is strong compared to your local currencies, but it's not strong. And, and then the, that's what I think the opportunity we have with Bitcoin. And then if we have a Bitcoin space, then we can start, you know, we can start creating a momentum. We can have like a, a you know, like a, a regular Bitcoin 101 class that we can invite a bunch of randos like through the newspaper or something. Um, like that's, that's not what I want at brunch, right? Like I don't want like a 20 rando, you know, crypto curious people to show up and like inundate me with questions about Bitcoin. Like that's not what I sit there for five hours for. Like I want to have like stimulating intellectual conversations and debates. And you know, sometimes the <laughs> or like that one guy who wanted investor advice. <laughs> oh my God. You get all of them, right? Like, and, and, but and that was kind of interesting that you were mentioning that earlier. Maybe it was earlier today about how like the the types of people who have been coming to brunch has kind of changed. Like you see these sort of themes like evolution. Yeah. yeah the evolution. The, mm -hmm. It's so strange. Like, so there was a time when you had just tons of like altcoin people constantly coming around and they were looking for investors or investors looking for altcoin projects. And then, you, you know, you kind of the, the metaverse and the NFT, there was like this whole thing. So then you'd get a bunch of those kinds of people coming. And then now it's, we've gotten a lot more like, Bitcoiners, like people who don't identify as crypto curious or like, you know, across the spectrum or anything like that. It's so it's kind of interesting. It's taken a while to get to that point. And, but, but I still maintain my open, my open arms policy. Like anyone is in, is welcome at brunch as long as you don't piss me off enough Did Mark to kick ever you come out. Back? Why do you have to bring this up? <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> and I certainly, you know, like, why do people bring up the most awkward shit? Like when I'm being recorded, like, come on. Um, Defeating I the Bcash boss was a major, <laughs> major milestone for brunch. So I do think it's a relevant. We love the authentic reaction. Thank I know. You, I mean, you. so obviously, yes. And I'm kind of like, when you host a meetup like that, you constantly, not constantly, but it comes up like, 
like by having this open policy, am I, am I like, is, is it bad, right? Because I, I've had people literally tell me, maybe not just specifically about this person you mentioned, but perhaps about a few other people, like that they don't come because they know that this other person comes. And that makes such an awkward yeah. and strange situation to be in because I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. And this, but I don't want, like, I don't, I neither want the person, like the annoying person or the non annoying. Like, I don't want any of them to feel uncomfortable. So, you know, but if you just piss me off enough, I'll, I'll tell you to, to get the fuck out. <laughs> what, what can you do? But otherwise, I'm very open and inviting. Um, but, but Bitcoin Grove is not going to be so open and inviting, I don't think. Um, like, it not is, if I can help. <laughs> it is a Bitcoin space. And I think, like, the Bitcoiners in and of themselves have enough drama. Uh, this might be a great topic of discussion. <laughs> like, so, you know, what do you think of the drama or the conflict that exists in like the Bitcoin community, the Bitcoin maxi community? Because one can imagine that that might come to these doors, you know, like, are we going to have a civil war existing and going on within these walls? I think, uh, you know, for, for the culture, when there's a schism, uh, which, you know, we saw a block size war Bitcoin took and, and there was winner and loser. And I don't think in that there were anyone on the sideline. Like, you, you know, you're running a node, uh, you know, or you have some hash. Are you going to that chain, this chain, right? I don't think we're in that type of culture where we have a civil war or like to the extent that our uh, Bcash uh, army went to, uh, you know, a true block size war 2017 thing era. I think today's schism is much more heavy cultural, but like it feels like it's cutthroat. And there could be a hard fork of people that are, you know, the money purists versus the inscribers or whatever you want to call the, the two sides or however it shakes out. I think uh, long term, it's good. Of course, we need conflict and we need a conversation, debate around ideas. So I'm, I'm happy to see what seems and feels like cultural schisms. Um, and I think overall, the growth benefits. So we, we win by getting the bad ideas out. And if you don't challenge some of the uh, figureheads or, or, you know, some of the people that often are so influential that people just parrot what they say without thinking, I think you get too much groupthink if you're not constantly pushing back. So I think we have a very healthy, vigorous culture around like challenging our leaders, our authorities within the Bitcoin community. So I, I'm, I'm happy to see where we're at today and, and the passion behind some of the, uh, you know, uh, positions that seem to be trending toward maybe a civil war. I don't, I wouldn't use it yet the way you did, but. Uh, we got a boost from Jay. I talked to a boomer. Uh, first of all, it's 427 sets. Come on, Jay. You got more than that. I think Professor Act just threw 5,000 down, Jay. <laughs> Come on. But he does say, I talked to a boomer from El Salvador and he appreciates what President, the president has done and said he knows people who are using Bitcoin in country. I told him about Bitcoin and told him to find a good Spanish-speaking Bitcoin educator. Do you all know any good Spanish-language Bitcoin resources? Okay, not off the top of my head, but um, oh, 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 why don't you pass the microphone we over? Let's, we, got, we, got we might have a Spanish-speaking Bitcoin resource in the building. We are here at Bitcoin. We are here at Bitcoin Grove where all the resources for Bitcoiners exist. So. It's a lot, you know, just... Uh, just go for it. Just, I, I don't want to so, help. Para Welcome. la persona que está preguntando en español <laughs> en dónde buscar los recursos para aprender más de Bitcoin, mi recomendación es que busques el Discord que se llama la librería de Satoshi. Es un poco técnica, pero muy buena. So she's Yay. recommending the library of Satoshi, la librería de Satoshi. And she said it's a bit technical, but it's it's a great resource. So, Jay, so Libreria de Satoshi, that was Maru, one of our... Thank uh, you, Maru. Thank you. <laughs> one of the... the uh, the, the leaders and organizers of the, the South Florida Bitcoin community. So thank you for being here tonight and giving us that information. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I want to move into like the other big topic that I want to talk about, but like, can you play a little music for a moment? I want to drink some water. And oh my God, you got to tell me that beforehand. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's well, so, so anyway, so uh, in the meantime, I mean, so the Tomorrow we've got the 100th Bitcoin brunch happening, so 500 hours of Bitcoin brunch. 
After that, we've got the Bit Miami privacy series is continuing, and then you got to RSVP to that. So you can go to the BitcoinVortex.com or BTCVortex.com to get the links for all of these events. Um, those are happening on uh, Sunday, Monday. We've got Bit Devs. It's going to be happening here at Bitcoin Grove. And uh, actually Wednesday, so this is a last minute meetup that got added. The Miami Bitcoiners are doing a picnic at South Point Park uh, mm. during the day on Wednesday. So, of course, I'm going to be working. But everyone who is free uh, Wednesday during the day, uh, check that out. I'm going to add the link to that website uh, probably tonight. Um, but if you really want to, you can find it. I mean, Google it. You got 40 seconds. <laughs> So, um, you know, interesting things have been happening in the world economy as of late. And to me, one of the biggest, uh, the biggest news stories, at least for me, I mean, I, to me, it really, I, I'll say it shook me to my core. When Russia and China announced a few weeks ago that they're going to start doing international trade and settling it in Yuan. So that was the first thing, and that was kind of like already like a big enough sort of like, whoa, you know, um, for decades now, the dollar has been the predominant, like it has been the currency for global trade. So the fact that these two gigantic countries are going to start trading in their, you know, in the yuan and not the dollar, like on its face, it says that, you know, the demand for the dollar is going to decrease and then the demand for the yuan is going to increase. That was already like big enough news for me. And then well, what exactly changed? Because I mean, BRICS has been around for some time, though, right? Yeah, but it's been, you know, they haven't gotten much done. Um, there are a, there's a few things. And I mean, I think one of the aspects is also that like for the last four years, let's say um, like Brazil, they were under the Bolsonaro administration, something that we've, you know, we've talked about that a lot. So he hasn't, he didn't really put a lot of attention to Brazil's like international agreements or to the, to the, to the um, organizations that they're a member of. So like for four years, Brazil hasn't really been doing anything. Um, and I think the reason why this has come up now is because of like Russia getting removed from the SWIFT, you know, system and the situation in Ukraine war uh, and like all the sanctions and all that stuff. So they have this situation where they're being sort of like squeezed economically, like their, their access to markets and to trade is being diminished. And so you know, by doing this, by, by, by choosing to trade in yuan instead of dollars, they are now creating this new avenue where, like, between them and China, they don't have those same restrictions that the rest of the world has with them. Um, so that was, like, the first part of the news. But then, like, as you mentioned, BRICS. So then there was, like, a BRICS meeting, and they're talking, like, so they were talking about, yeah, so they're going to start making deals about how to do trade with, uh, with their local currencies. And then what the big news that happened this week, last, well, this week, right, this is the end of the week, was that President Lula of Brazil um, went to China and he gave this speech in China. And then in the speech, he basically, you know, asked the, the rhetorical question, like, why can't we trade in our local currencies? And so it seems like very quickly, the world is moving to a, a de-dollarization for you know, like, so there's this, um, like trade agreement. I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it's like Mercosul or something, but that's probably not that one. There's a trade agreement that it's the, the largest trade agreement in the world. And the United States is not a part of it, but Russia and China and Brazil and all these other countries are a part of it. So you're talking about like, I think it's like 30% of the world's population is a part of this trade agreement. So we're, we're, we're moving to this really crazy de-dollarization, I think very quickly. And, uh, it's kind of freaky. And so uh, the one other thing that I wanted to bring up before we just kind of like let loose is I was, it was Lindsey Graham and uh, he was recommending that we need to cut, like if so, there's this discussion this week about China maybe getting ready to embargo Taiwan. Right, right, right. And 
And so Lindsey Graham was saying, well, if they embargo Taiwan, we need to embargo China. And what we need to do is we need to cut off their access to Middle East oil. Now, this is something that might take years to play out. Like, we don't know how quickly all this is going to play out. But what freaked me out about that was it was the United States cutting Japan off from oil during World War II that led to Japan attacking the United States at Pearl Harbor. You know, like the United States had allowed Japan to invade like tons of countries in Asia and enslave, you know, millions and millions of people and murder millions and millions of people. Um, But, you know, when they finally, when the United States finally, I guess, had enough of it or when it, you know, whatever the circumstances were, they cut, you know, they embargoed the oil access to Japan and, and countries cannot survive without energy. So... Again, like I, this is not necessarily happening right now, but to me, it seems like if if the United States cuts China off from oil, like that could lead to maybe China trying to do something to us, uh, and that that freaks me out. I don't know. Like I, I kind of called it like if we cut off China's access to oil, I think that's gonna like that's gonna lead them to attack us. I mean, yeah, absolutely. But how would they even pull that off? Like just a ton of navy because it's coming from the from the Suez Canal, or is it just all pipelines? Like, like I mean, I I don't know, but I, because Japan, I imagine you know it's a, it's an island. We're, we're talking about China. There's going to be a lot of different ports you can use. So how would they even what what's what are the logistics there? I don't know. I mean, we spent a lot of money on our military. We've got plenty of bombs. I think he's just talking shit just to get more money for the <laughs> military industrial complex. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they're always asking for more money, but, you know, like, I mean, F-16s to Taiwan. Like, Lindsey Graham's the (laughs) kind of guy who's, you know, had us fighting this war on terror for the last 20 something years. So, like, I wouldn't put it past him if he could get away with it to try to do something like this. Because, I mean, if if the dollar is falling apart or at least losing its power, then they would definitely try and, um, you know, sell more stuff, um, try to put more money into that military industrial complex. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because going to war, uh, I don't know. We don't want to want to go to war, but we are at war already. Right, yeah. So we are in different, um, not even skirmishes, just missions <laughs> using drones for for the most part. And then now the thing with with Ukraine. But... I mean, the thing you mentioned the drones, so like the drone attacks in Belarus, I think, is what I've been hearing about. Like, so. Or in Africa. I mean, we, we've had drones all over what, like Kenya? So, oh, yeah, so that Mario. too. But we're not, so, you know, well, I don't know, like Belarus is not really part of the war, right? So if they're getting attacked, then it's just, it's sort of like expanding the scope and the potential for bleed out. And then like Finland just joined NATO. Which, I mean, I don't really care, like, whether a country joins NATO or not. But uh, to me, I think it's unreasonable to deny that the expansion of NATO is not seen as, like, aggressive to Russia. Yeah, it's definitely a... But let's get off the war topic. I mean, it's a festive day. This is the 21st episode of Saturday Night Lit. And, you know, 21 is a nice number. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, no. What else we got? Uh, you we know, I bring in Mars. Yeah, I mean, we could for sure. You want, you want to come and talk a, a little bit, Mars? Well, okay, we're going to bring on our second guest for the night, and we'll see how many we can, we can stuff in uh, to our show tonight. The microphone's right there. So why don't you uh, say hello and tell us who you are? Hold on, huh? Is it on? Check, there's a, there's a switch on there. Where there's a wool. There a it is. Yeah. How's it going? Mars, what's All going right. On? What's up? My name is Mars Netter. I am uh, the one of the founders of Black Bitcoin Miami. Uh, we are a organization that kind of focuses on bringing uh, education to the urban community in Miami, starting from... The basics of Bitcoin, you know, what is Bitcoin, what is a wallet, uh, you know, just getting them with that hands-on experience of doing their first transaction and seeing what that actually feels like, making it tangible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I just want to say thank you for actually having the mic up to your mouth. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like down here, like, <coughs> turning his head, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could sense that. I could sense that. Like, it's, a, it's a real thing. Agitation. Like good microphone <laughs> etiquette, it can be difficult. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, you know, like... Uh, 
Miami is really turning into like a Bitcoin city, like they say, you know, and I feel like it started for me, at least with Bitcoin brunch, you know, meeting Prim and uh, getting to see what's happening with the community from there. And like, I think that network that's been created there, you know, coming into this, this Bitcoin <laughs> Grove space and getting uh, other bigger brands to come on is going to really bring some some light that's needed in the real Bitcoin, you know, not the uh, flashy mayor receiving whatever and Miami coin. And, oh, fucking scammer you know, mayor. Yeah. <laughs> Panda yeah. saying, uh, speak up, speak up. Uh-oh. Maybe. Can you hear me? Is that better? Yeah, just keep the microphone close to your mouth. Yes. Don't be afraid. Right. It's not going to kiss you. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us, what's the future of Black Bitcoin Miami? What, what are your plans? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? Well, I would love to like reach out to uh, other people who are not just in America. You know, I love to reach out to people in Nigeria, uh, people around the world who are doing things. Because like, to me, you know, the, the word black, I, <laughs> I use it as a marketing term, yeah. but you know, it's more than just... Uh, a uh, skin color thing yeah, to me, sure. you know what I'm saying? It's a mindset that's like, like the idea of self-sovereignty to me is something that like, when I think of black, you know, I think of people like Malcolm X, I think of people like Marcus Garvey, and there were always people who were about self-sovereignty and like, you know, nowadays you look at it negative at, negatively at it, like, but pick yourself up at your bootstraps, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like, I feel like Bitcoin is a proof of work mindset type of thing and that's something that I'm completely for and so it's just spread out globally and reach out to whoever's on that same wave yeah absolutely completely agree it's interesting um you know I think was it this week or in the last week where there's kind of the discussion about racism and bitcoin Mm -hmm. and we talked about that a little bit um and I I it's kind of it's, it was funny to me because like I'm very interested in like the international like what's going on all over the world not mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. here in the United States mm-hmm. and I often bring up like I, I ask the question like is Bitcoin English centric is like Bitcoin yeah, you know yeah. Western centric and is that like a is that a handicap does that hold us back because it's like keeping certain people out yeah. but I find that there is a lot of stuff going on all over the world you know like and like Africa is a great example mm-hmm. I mean they, they have that that African Bitcoin conference that happened in Ghana yep, yep. Um, and there's a lot of different communities that are all kind of working on interesting things so I absolutely I yeah we got to connect the whole world. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> offline Bitcoin payments, like, you know, sending SMS messages to do transactions and sending people money. Uh, there's a lot of things like when you don't have, you know, the most modern technology, you have to like be creative, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's one of the things that I feel like I'm most interested in seeing is the innovation that's going to come from, uh, you know, the lack of uh, technology. You yeah, know? necessity but, is yeah. the mother of all invention, yeah, right? So like, I think those nations are going to be huge. Yeah, I say they're, they're going to find solutions to their problems the way humans always have, yeah. and they're going to find them in ways that we didn't think of. And it's, that is where so much of the future value is right. going to come from. It's going to come from people solving their own problems, yeah. but just their way. Right. They instead don't have of, first world problems. Instead of us know? saying like, no, 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 you have to solve it our way. And it's funny because there's, right. there's this guy like Andy Lee Graham who runs a, like a, you know, like a travel oriented website. And he, he says, you know, like we need to stop building, um, what is it? Uh, wells, you know, like water wells. He's like, this doesn't help communities. Like most of the poor communities in the world all live near water. Like they don't, they mm-hmm. can't exist yeah, without if they're it. not near yeah. water. 100%. So when you build a well, all you're doing is like you're removing the, the the half an hour walk that they used to have to do to get the water. And you've created like this dependency now on this well. And if something goes wrong with the well, if the well breaks and the people no longer have this mindset or this, this understanding that like, okay, you just have to go and walk and get the water. Like now you just ruined a community. Yeah. Because if you don't maintain the well, right? Like the well is, yeah. has to be maintained. 100%. It doesn't just, yep. it's not going to exist forever without someone making yeah. sure that the concrete doesn't start falling apart or whatever the case might be. Right. And this is a big problem because we're, oh, you know, people are, people don't have access to clean water. And it's like, well, your well is not clean forever. Like if, if it's like, if there's a local factory somewhere dumping into the water table, like there, there goes the quality of that yeah. water. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I love and some of the people that I follow, like, uh, Mr. G, the recycling guy, you know, he recycles cans uh, for Bitcoin, you know, and there's uh, there's another urban farmer that I follow on YouTube, on uh, Twitter and uh, he farms for Bitcoin. And I think these type of skills are going to be needed in the future, you know, because as people get more used to AI and all these things, we're going to lose 
like you're saying, those skills that we have today, you know, we're going to lose a lot of jobs too, right? Lose a lot of jobs. Yeah. We need to come up with new skills to like replace those jobs that we no longer need humans to do and create new jobs that we didn't know we needed before. Yeah. Because that's one thing, right? Like the, we have more jobs today than ever, right? There's more jobs on the planet than ever. Like we're constantly inventing new things for humans to do. It's just, we have to be like willing to do them. Uh, we got some. Uh, yeah, we got someone drying here. their hands. <laughs> oh, they're drying their hands. Yeah, but you know these are the sacrifices. It's okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> okay, I was about to put some music on, but it's okay. <laughs> I'll keep the music for next time. Yeah. So when's uh, when's the next Black Bitcoin Miami meetup? So we are planning one um, that's going to come up in the next two weeks, and then we are doing another one during the conference week. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping to make that one a big event to. Uh, Bring a lot of people out. We're going to be working with Bitcoin billionaires, Lamar Wilson and Naja Roberts, uh, to make a really cool event during that during that week. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Well, the next time you see uh, uh, Bitcoin Zay, can you can mm-hmm. you can you ask him about the Bitcoin uh, Yacht Club? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's here in Miami now. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, you know, like I already had my Bitcoin boat idea, but you know, like we can start melding melding things together. Yeah, we need a lot of Bitcoin things. All right, so if someone wanted to find out about the Black Bitcoin Miami meetups and the future stuff, like what, yeah. what should they do? Uh, we're on meetup.com, uh, Twitter, Instagram. What is the Twitter? Uh, the Twitter is Black Bitcoin MIA. Everywhere else is Black Bitcoin Miami. LinkedIn as well. So did someone get the Black Bitcoin Miami first one? No, it's too long. Oh, <laughs> too many characters. <laughs> okay, yeah. it happens. It happens. <laughs> two two characters too long. All right. Well, you know, thanks uh, thanks for talking to us, yeah. Mars. We appreciate. Glad it. to be here. And. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow at brunch. (laughs) (laughs) The hundredth Bitcoin brunch. You know, we're friendly with lots of people, so some of our friends are making, are, are putting on the shitcoin conference, uh, which is going to be held at the Lab, the Lab Miami this year. So if you're interested in shitcoins, which I'm not, you can go to the Lab and go to the shitcoin conference because, you know, we're friends with all kinds of people. So, hey, we got another person joining us here at the table. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself real quick? Who, who are you? I am Daniel Amelli. Uh, uh, now, uh, you know, permanent resident of Miami from New York uh, and uh, co-founder of BitMiami uh, with Maru uh, Sabando. And um, we, uh, you know, we, we try to do as many uh, different educational and social events as we can in Miami to, again, try to make Miami a Bitcoin city. Um, uh, I also, along with Ross, uh, am co-hosting the... Uh, the Miami Bit Devs as well, the technical review, and right as mentioned, the next one is uh, this Monday, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Yeah, cool. And so, when's it's be your right here, right? What? It's gonna be right here, right? Yeah, I think it's gonna be right here. Or are they gonna have it over there? I don't know. It's gonna be somewhere in, uh, um, somewhere Iron, in Miami, Miami Ironside. <laughs> no, no, but we're not talking about that event yet. Okay, anyway, so why don't you tell us about your next event, which is happening tomorrow after the 100th Bitcoin brunch? Yeah, it's already at capacity. <laughs> okay, um, so it's capacity. So then don't, you can't RSVP anymore. It's too late. Oh, yeah. you can? But there's a wait list. So you can join the exclusive, the exclusive wait list because so, this is a very in demand event. <laughs> I think yeah, we should, so the, <laughs> we should have a fourth mic for Maru. <laughs> Um, so, so we're talking about um, privacy in Bitcoin, and of course, we wanted to have this more of a discussion, right? Because some of our previous events uh, on like hardware wallets, custody, multi-signature, 
we did a panel, a formal presentation, right? And uh, this one, while there is a presentation element, we wanted to have it more of a discussion, more of like a roundtable kind of feel to it um, and not be as formal. So we wanted to keep it a little bit smaller. And again, while, uh, while we're at capacity, right, you can always join the wait list because, um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes people can't make it. And also, um, if you join, then you can be notified of future events as well that we'll be having. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Um, like what's, why are you, have you been changing the format? Like are you exploring like different things to see how they, how effective they are or? Yeah, so, so we, yeah, we have done different formats. And again, I feel like privacy is one of those topics that people really want to, you know, whisper about <laughs> rather than uh, take a microphone to, mm -hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> and the funny thing about privacy is that you want to give people the best tips, but you're kind of damaging your own privacy and security when you do so. Because you're revealing, you know, you when someone things. asks you like, so, you know, where should I uh, store my seed words that they won't be, uh, <laughs> they'll be secure. I'd be like, oh, you should put them in a boring book on your bookshelf. Oh, wait, whoops. <laughs> Why did I say that? You yeah, know, okay, that, the next that time kinda, I'm at Daniel's house. That kind of, that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. look on his bookshelf. What's the most go, boring book on go, his go shelf? go through my library, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're all Bitcoin books. <laughs> Um, I do like the idea of like taking a book and hollowing it out, like yeah. hollow books. <laughs> you could buy one too. Like some people do sell them. And so you've got this event tomorrow. What about like, do you have another, any other events planned already or I mean scheduled already? I know you guys plan a lot of things. <laughs> well, you can, you can pass the microphone too. It's okay if you, you know, uh, yeah, let me pass it to the chief marketer to <laughs> of, of Miami. A correction, co-founder. Thank also you. Also the co-founder. Also the co-founder. Yes. As, you More know, importantly. Co-founders, you know, they have a lot of responsibilities and wear different hats, including marketing. Yes. But, um, we work closely on all the educational content that we make, that we produce, that, and also all the social event planning that we do, we do it together. It's, it's, a, it's an effort from both sides and the community because our community is amazing. People volunteer to support us and we love you guys in Miami. So what's, what's happening in the future? What's your, coming up? So um, f the next thing that's really coming up is the Bitcoin week during May, during the yeah. conference. Yeah. So we are one of the hosts for the cocktail party that's happening on Tuesday, May 16th. Uh -huh. A bunch of other Bitcoiners. Um, it's mostly a Bitcoin only maxi kind of cocktail yeah, kind of party. Sure. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. I think, <laughs> but I think it's they're going to have great. like a blood test at the door or something to see if you've got <laughs> any like shit coins in your blood. <laughs> no. Like, we got like a 0.01 tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> like any more than that, like what you've got like $5 of doge, like hell no. Nah. Um, yeah. So that's on Tuesday. And if and people then, wanted to go to that, like how could they get more information about that? Cause so I it's actually listed that. in the formal Bitcoin conference on their satellite page. Yes, satellite exactly. Page. Look, look for Miami, uh, Bitcoin week and you should see all the satellite events that are happening. There's other conferences that are related to Bitcoin, like thank God for Bitcoin. It's happening um, a couple of days before the Bitcoin 2023 conference. And then during the Bitcoin 23 conference, we also are very excited to participate in the Bitcoin games that are uh, happening this Bitcoin year. Games. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time they're doing it. And it just seemed like a fun activity to do socially with Bitcoiners. So we have a group of seven people um, and we're taking it kind of serious, you know, where we're even practicing. Your training, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I mean, what kind of games? the winning prize is one whole Bitcoin, guys. That's, that's life changing. What are they, like, so they're having a chess competition? So originally it was like six different types of games. One of them was chess, another one was cornhole, uh, pizza eating contests, um, and it, arranging a seat signer, and what was, uh, trivia games, and they also previously had like a feats of strength, but I think they removed it in order to be uh, more friendly to all yeah. the genders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now that's no longer included. But yeah, we're excited to participate in it. And we we had a, an official practice session yesterday. We were playing chess and assembling a seat signer together <laughs> so that we could all understand the pieces, how it works, uh, because obviously that's part of the challenge. Yeah. Doing it in a fast manner, but in a functional manner too. It has to work, right? Yeah. Exactly. 
And yeah, so that's that's what we have going on for May and participating in all the other wonderful activities that are happening that week that there's so many. Please check out that website because those are like the best ones. Mm -hmm. That's step away from the noise yeah into what's we recommend <laughs> and def definitely so definitely like if you're still looking for events to do on the bitcoin week you know try to get in on that cocktail party it's on the tuesday yeah on the 16th so if you're gonna it's on this it's on the it's on tuesday the 16th okay yeah. well, and i have a discount code for everyone listening what's the discount code <laughs> if you ha if you use all caps bitcoin only together you will get 20 percent off your ticket so there you go Enjoy. So I'm going to try to, f you know, uh, find the, you know, the details of that meetup um, and share them to people. But yeah, yeah. So Maro's going to send them to me. I definitely think it's going to be a great event and that's being hosted and run by like local Bitcoiners. So that's definitely something to check out and support. Yeah, thanks, Mara, for filling in on, on the events. I've never been very good at promotion. I'm more good at the <laughs> educational side and explaining stuff and that kind of things. But it's so important to let people know about what's going on and get them excited for all the events and make sure you know everyone's going to what they need to get to, what you know what's calling them. Great. Well, thank you very much, uh, Daniel. And so we're gonna move on to one final guest that we have tonight for our podcast. And you know, this is like very untypical for our our podcast because you know normally we don't, we don't have like a bunch of people like standing around to to talk to us so this is so exciting um we're just running with scissors <laughs> That's the <laughs> well thank you for contributing So again, that's the Bitcoin Cocktail Party 2023, Tuesday, May 16th, 5 p.m. It's going to be held at the Gale Hotel. So uh, that's on TicketTaylor.com, you know, but just search for that. So uh, welcome to our, our, our little table here tonight. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to, to us and, and whoever might be listening to this now or in the future? Hello, everybody. My name is Nico Moran. I am the creator and host of Simply Bitcoin, and I am director of content strategy at swan.com. Cool. That's awesome. Glad to have you here. Um, what, what have you been working on lately? Man, uh, <laughs> what, what have we not been working on lately? Uh, just, just pumping out content, man, from the Swan channel and uh, from the Simply Bitcoin channel as well. Uh, currently, Simply Bitcoin's one of the most popular daily live shows. Uh, we take a lot of pride in that. We work our asses off to in order to achieve that. Um, yeah, bro, just the grind. But you know, it's really about pushing the peaceful Bitcoin revolution forward. It's about really getting into people's minds that it's not left versus right. You know, that dichotomy that like people get so confused with, and they believe like that's responsible for a lot of their economic hardships. It's really the fact that the money's broken, right? <laughs> so we really got to push that message forward. Uh, you know, Corey Clipson, Swan, uh, Swan CEO, wrote a piece, The Race to Avoid the War. Michael Saylor in this Atlas Gala, he, you know, in his speech, he mentioned, I don't want to be a loser. I mean, I don't want to be a martyr. I want to be a winner. So, you know, it's really this race against time, specifically if you want to stay in the States and you don't want to move to El Salvador, <laughs> about really getting people to understand Bitcoin taking self-custody of that said bill of, of that said Bitcoin and uh, you know, understanding the Bitcoin ethos and really realizing that it's not the Democrats or the Republicans that are the villains, you know, cause that's what they do. They divide and conquer. It's really that the money's broken. You know, you fix the money, you fix the world, the world. And I really do believe that if we do that, you know, a lot of the economic woes that people are enduring go away. I, I mostly agree with all of that. Um, like I'm definitely down for the peaceful revolution. And I think, you know, building community and like establishing lots of relationships and building, um, building like the consciousness of Bitcoin is like really important. So I, I think that's cool. What do you, what do you think then in like in that context about the idea of the Bitcoin Grove and like the potential that for this space that we're in right now? Yeah, so I'm a big fan of uh, Bitcoin Park in Nashville. Rod and Matt are really holding it down there, so they're creating something great. And, um, you know, uh, Marty in Austin is creating something awesome as well. Uh, so, but Miami doesn't really have that representation. I think the Bitcoin Grove, 
you know, is, is just the beginning. It's interesting because I was literally the first day that Bitcoin park opened in Nashville. I was there and I did an episode with, um, Seth for privacy. And of course, Matt Odell, and that was like the inauguration of Bitcoin park. And it's crazy how life works. You know, this is the <laughs> inauguration of, you know, of, of the Bitcoin Grove in Miami. And like, we're really planting a flag here and it's really time to take Miami and make it from a shitcoin city to a Bitcoin city. We had to take it back, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is the first step in doing just that. Yeah. Like I kind of feel like Miami turned into a shitcoin city while I was sleeping in a way. Cause I was like, I wasn't paying attention to what was going on with Bitcoin for a few years. And so when I started paying attention again, I guess like in 2020, a lot of what I was hearing was, you know, I was confused cause I was like out of touch with the, with, with the circumstances. So like I heard like the crypto, you know, thing like crypto city and I didn't really understand, like I didn't understand shit coining. And then it like, it, and then it hit me really hard, you know, like, <clears throat> and it's really depressing and, and, and disgusting that like all this scamming and manipulation is going on. And so many people are like using it to like take advantage of, of the community. There was like the Miami uh, coin scam that happened. And, you know, like in the beginning, they're going around saying, oh yeah, you know, like we donated $10 million to the city of Miami. But then when the fucking coin crashes 90%, like they never come back and say, yeah, we really only donated $1 million to the city of Miami. And th to me, that was really disgusting, you know, coming, coming, coming back to like the space, so to speak, and seeing that be what was going on here. That's why I started Bitcoin brunch. And like, I, I said from the beginning, like Miami needs a Bitcoin landmark. You know, we need something that's like planted, like cemented into the floor. 100%, 100%. And I didn't know that you started Bitcoin brunch. That's fu that's <laughs> freaking awesome, dude. Like, you know, that's awesome. You know, we're, we're taking over, you know, um, us at Swan. We also have a monthly event uh, in Miami. Uh, it's called the Swan Salon. We, we throw it once a month. And we last uh, month we had uh, Preston Pish. Uh, the month before we had Dylan LeClaire and the month, month before it was myself and Lawrence Lepard and we're just, you know, we're throwing these or trying to bring Bitcoin awareness to the city. The next one is coming up in, on the 20th. So this Thursday and, uh, you know, uh, from my understanding, uh, Guy Swan's going to be there. So it's gonna be a great event. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really all these things, right? Whether it's the Bitcoin brunch or Bitcoin Grove or the Swan Salon Miami, it's all these things that like really, you know, push the Bitcoin peaceful revolution forward and really get people to understand that, you know, the money's broken. we got to fix the money. You know, you got to bring awareness to that. Mm -hmm. If someone wants to attend that uh, Swan event, what, what do they have to do? Yeah, normally it's reserved for Swan private members. So basically and high net worth individuals that are purchasing over $100,000 of Bitcoin on a yearly basis. But, you know, of course, if you, if you hit me up on Twitter, <laughs> uh, just search Nico Bitcoin, I'll pop, up, I'll pop up most likely. You could send me a, a private DM and, you know, I'll, I'll more than likely I'll be able to hook you up and, you know, you can come to the event. It's cool because you get to interact with a lot of these high profile Bitcoiners that usually normally would not be able to interact with. I'm also really looking forward to, um, you know, the Miami Bitcoin conference. I'm going to be holding it down on the analyst desk with, uh, with Opti. I'm going to be a speaker this year and also thank God for Bitcoin. I'm also going to be speaking at that as well. Uh, really, really looking forward to that. I think what I've noticed is that, uh, Bitcoin, because it's connected to reality via proof of work, I think it's really incepted a lot of people with this idea of reality, you know, and, you know, whatever your, you know, spiritual beliefs are, I, what I've noticed more often than not is I've seen Bitcoin make people more spiritual, make people more interconnected with the universe around them. You know, there's different interpretations of that, whether that's Judaism, Christianity, you know, Islam, whatever, whatever interpretation it is to be connected with the universe, right? I think Bitcoin, because it's connected via proof of work, right? It's anchored to reality via proof of work. I think it really connects people with the universe, unlike fiat money, that it's completely disconnected from reality. And I think because it's disconnected from reality, it, it causes all these mishaps and woes and destruction and chaos and whatnot. So I really do believe that 
that Bitcoin is not only fixing the money on an economic and financial level, but it's also fixing the money on a spiritual level as well, on a psychological <laughs> level, you know, and that's something that uh, I think a lot of people don't appreciate, you know? Yeah, I think it causes like it gives you false expectations so you can have these bad habits, but something more grounded like Bitcoin, you can't have those false expectations. It, it raises the bar. Absolutely. <laughs> and like I, I constantly say this, like Bitcoiners demand quality. You know, don't accept, don't accept filth and trash as the standard for your life. And Jay says, the money is broken. Say it again for the people in the back. The, the money, money is, is broken. broken. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Nico, thanks so much for coming on Saturday Night Lit. Uh, that, you know, that... Uh, we do this every Saturday. If you're uh, if you're listening to this tonight, then thank you so much. But probably most people are going to hear this in the recording. You need to get a modern podcast app. So go to podcastapps.com to get one of these modern podcast apps. So you can you know send us boostograms. You know, stick the lightning right into your podcast app. Listen to us live when we go lit on Saturdays. That's the live item tag. And uh, I'm going to go back into the swamp until I uh, come out tomorrow morning for Bitcoin brunch. <laughs> this is Captain Brunch. Thanks for and having me, guys. This has been Chimp. Catch you guys later.